You know, at Dodo, we don't think you should waste money on the things you need, like fast internet. You should waste it on the things you want. Mm -hmm. That's why when you need fast NBN with unlimited data, we've got it for just 65 bucks a month. <laughs> Save money on the internet so you can spend money on the internet, like on a drone that delivers nachos. <laughs> Dodo, not as stupid as we look. Call 13 Dodo or visit dodo.com. Min cost 1560 over 24 months plus 2490 shipping. Selected areas only. Speeds confirmed once active. <sighs> You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. And we're back. Thomas, how are you, Edward Simpson? I'm well. Welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast. Uh, we're a sports podcast, obviously. High on unwavering bias. And unqualified opinion. Tom. Unqualified opinion also included. Um, it's been a, always a huge bloody week. It's been a huge month. Like March, and late March into early April, there's been a, an absolute shitload. An avalanche of stuff, Tom. An avalanche of controversy. Like, sort of making up for how flat February usually is. There's always a correction. There's always a correction. Yes. And this is the correction right now. Yeah. The market corrects itself. Yeah. Bears and bulls, Tom. Exactly. And right now we're in a bull, I believe. Is that the correct marketing term, well, Eddie? Yeah. Well, if, I mean, if you're going for like high drama. It's a high drama. Because we, we personally thrive on, on the drama. We love the drama. So it's a it's a bull market for us. Good. That's what we like. Love it. So, bit to get to in this show. Uh, Michael Clark, obviously, the comeback kid. Is it going to happen? We'll, we'll touch on Michael. Yeah. I think it's important for us to touch on Michael, I think Eddie. it's important the, uh, the, the nation addresses Michael, Tom. Well, I think people come here and expect, people, expect us to touch on Michael. Yeah. Pup Clark. So we'll touch on him. Uh, look, there's a bit of rugby league going around. Uh, what else was there, Eddie? We had a bit uh, more. Winx is going for 25 Winx is this going weekend. for 25. Falau hates gays. Uh, uh, Commonwealth uh, Games? The Commonwealth... Well... Uh? <laughs> they are on. They are on. No, we won't touch on it, but they are on. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, there's a shitload. We'll get to it right after this. Eddie... So, Thomas, obviously this never-ending shitstorm that is uh, the Australian cricketing setup currently. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's an official nightmare. And nothing exemplifies that even more than when Michael Pup Clark starts throwing out uh, coming out of retirement yarns. Yeah. Well, we're not throwing them out. Sitting down for them. Sitting down for you them. You know what I mean? From all, from all reports that I've heard, he literally approached the Daily Telegraph. And said, can we have coffee? Can we have coffee? I got some shit to get off my chest. Yeah. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm hurting real bad, and I just I, I need to speak to someone about it. Yeah. So he's come out. He's done this full front page spread. <laughs> he's had photos. and <laughs> Show me the folder photo up. Look at him sitting there, like, in his exercise I'll gear. Go, I'll go to bat. For Aussies. <laughs> I'll go to bat for Aussies is in the paper. And then the front page of the Telegraph, as we all woke a little dusty on a Sunday, yeah. we all felt like vomiting together when we saw the I want in Clark's bid to return as Australian captain. Oh, my God. I mean, really, Michael? What does Tim Payne think of this? What does, well, what does Smudge think? Well, I mean, I would, I would literally, I'd pay so much money to hear one of them say something. I mean, what would Payne think? He's fucking just been named as captain, and then pups here trying to white ant him yeah. from the captaincy. It's like going and then and then saying like outrageous shit, like all oh, the teams hurting so much at the moment. Well, duh, mate. But like, yeah, they're adults. They're adults. Yeah, they're not children that need to be babysit through this this turmoil. Let me quote. Let me quote pup here in the paper. Uh... I'm really worried about the 11 blokes who are left to take the field. 
at the moment they're unsure how to play. Okay. It's like they're treading on eggshells. They're scared. No, I don't think so. I don't think they're scared. Oh, what, 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 in, where, where did you get that indication from? What, what makes you think they're scared, mate? And what gave you, what gave you the sense that we were looking for like a, a, a knight in shiny armor? Well, that's. I wonder whether we've just all misled Pup a little bit here, because I think he's got to be told no, otherwise he assumes it's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we come yeah. out and openly go, no, Michael, you're not an option. No. He's going to think he's an option. We're not looking for a knight. You're 37. In fact, you're coming across as a bit of a beta knight. You're a beta knight at best. But I must say this: whilst I am, sh- whilst we do shit on Michael Clark, I do also thoroughly enjoy the role he plays in the never-ending soap opera that is Australian sport. Whether it's Australian cricket, whether it's Australian rugby league, sport in general, yeah. he as the character he plays is so integral. It's but so it, integral. It's so integral because really. You want people like Pup. You want delusioned has-beens <laughs> who, who really think that they're going to come back and captain the nation. Now, great no, cricketer no, but, when he was there. But more than that, Tom, more than think they're going to come back and help, think that they, there is such a public outcry for Pup. You know the, what I mean? Such public demand. For Pup to come for back. For Pup to come back. Almost as if they've taken to the streets the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. And, and just someone who can misread a situation so completely, I think, <laughs> yeah. is something that's fantastic. It's so fantastic. It's so perfect. Just in, in, just in his unwavering Self-belief. Self-belief, but also self-indulgence. And, well, it's so, because he's coming... And, and, and just the overwhelming misreading of his he's, Well, he's, of he's his painting it as coming back for the nation, yeah. but I just... Gives says, me, it seems much more like it's for pub. Says he'll play for free. He'll play. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. No, that's a fib. That's a lie. So we're going to send you on a three-year tour, or three years you come back. No, he's coming back for six months. months sorry, 12 months. 12 months. 12 months. But then what? The whole time you're not going to get paid. You don't want to get paid to go and tour bloody, you know. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. I think we go to places like that. Yeah. He's full of shit. But I do enjoy the part he plays, Eddie. He's an essential cog in what is the closest thing males get to Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. You know or what I mean? Or the Kardashians. Or the Kardashians. It's, 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 it's male reality it's TV. It's male reality TV. That's what it is, Tom. And it's more, and it's, it's and more it's real. It's, yeah. It is way better than any reality show that girls get. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Because that's all pre-produced bullshit. This is Pup on his own bat going, I need to inject myself back into this yeah, storyline. Yeah, yeah. The nation need me back in this storyline because it's gone a little quiet. What's the development here? Yeah, but also... It's like someone returning from the dead in Bold and the Beautiful where it's like, oh, I thought he was gone for the last four seasons, but no, he's actually... He was yeah. never dead. It was... Yeah. No, I've been living on a deserted island. Castaway-ish. It's a little castaway but vibes. But I think what, I think what, what MJ Clark's done is, is retire. Obviously, back issues and his eye was, was on the way out. Yeah. Um, he wasn't batting great when he No, finished. he wasn't batting great. And they never are, Tom, when no. they get shown the door. That's no. why they leave. That's why they're gone. Do you know what I mean? They never go when the getting's good. They go when they're old and fucked. Yes. Now, Michael's gone, the back's rooted. And I think, because he wasn't that old as a pet, you know, as opposed to as someone a, like Punt-Up, right? No. So he's sitting around the house, has a daughter, gets married, blah, blah, blah. Kelsey Lee is the daughter. Kelsey Lee, that's right. And then probably thinks... Ooh, mate, did I go too early? 
You know, I've been playing. I've been playing first grade Sydney cricket. I've been playing for Western Suburbs. Got a thirty. Got a forty. Probably ready for Test level again. And probably an unfair LB dismissal yeah, on yeah, forty. Yeah. You know well, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. There was a couple of no balls in there. Didn't yeah. have the proper technology Mate, set up. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with with grade umpires here. Pup, you know what I mean? Pup was robbed. Pup was robbed. Pup was robbed. I think. I think the nation can agree. Yeah. And so he goes, "Where's my in?" I'm out of ins. I'm inless. I'm in. <laughs> so he goes and has a commentary thing, but but still burning to 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 return to the top the heap. And also, wouldn't say successfully commentating. Not no, exactly. Tom. Not exactly ingratiating himself with the nation's ears. Well, well, he's, it's sort of you know Richie up here and and him and him and Kevin Peterson very very far down below. Uh, the the polar opposites. Bushley po- polar opposite. Bushley commentary shouldn't be shouldn't be commentating. No. So. Now, all of a sudden, in the most outrageous of circumstances, biblical, Thomas. Biblical circumstances. Unseen before in this nation. Possibly never again. Hopefully. I, oh, well, I dare say never again. Yeah. But we, we never know. We never know. Never say never, gentlemen. No, we can't. Or punters and dribbles. And he goes, on pure luck, the scenario arrives where, the, where you've got Skip and Vice Skip. Carl. Carl, 12-month bands. And here's your in. Pups in. And so he's obviously wigging because he knows how it's going to come across because that's the way it's going to come across. Because it's transparent. Because you've been retired for years, pup, and no one wants you around and you're actively trying to succeed off others' failure. But it's like, it's one of those things, you know, where it's you're always like, if someone offers you something and you don't want it and then that you, they are they offer it again and you're like, well, no, if I... If we wanted you to do that, we would have said yes. You tried to drop it on the Sports Sunday show a couple of weeks ago when this whole shitstorm started, and it's well be- it's been well documented he on this show. He did try and drop it. Yeah, he, he dropped in where, where he goes, if I was asked by the right people, which is all about pup there. That's all self-serving. I need someone to come and suck me dick. Yeah. And and then, I'll come, and then I'll, no, I might consider my well, answer. Well, not not I need someone... I'm, he's aware, he thinks that everyone wants to. He's got he's got delusions of of grandeur, of grandeur. Mm. and so he's look, he's just he's trying to he, he he's just trying to stay as a cast member on this amazing soap opera we got. Let's be honest, you got there, there's not many former Australian captains getting front pages of newspapers. You probably got a certain window of time post retirement to get that front page, that big mm. nation grabbing headline. How many more front pages has he got in? Here? I would, I dare say, not many, Eddie. And so pups pulling out all the stops. Do you think he's got them hung up? What do you mean? Like has he got oh, his front, every front pages page hung up? Seems like that kind of a guy. Yeah. Don't want to speak out attorney. Don't know, Eddie. We don't know for sure. I'm just saying. Given what we know, it would about make him, sense. It would make sense. Has he got a room dedicated to front pages? I'd say he does. Now, slightly moving on from pups, same topic though, Eddie. Same situation because what you got to realise is, so Smith and Warner go. Bangers is a he's a lesser player in this scenario, but obviously Bangers goes as well. But Smith and Warner go. Now that obviously affects the team, but there's a whole other team that we haven't even thought about, Eddie. In this scenario, we've just lost our one and two wags, Candy, Danny, mm. I believe, Smudge's uh, fiance, yeah. Danny Willis, I believe is her name. Yep. So we've lost two prime wags from prime our wags, from Tom. our side. We've got a Queen A and Queen B wag. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now Pup wanting to come back obviously has some potential implications for the wags team because Kylie wants back in. Yeah. Kylie in the Daily Telegraph, has been described, and I quote, as one of the most divisive wags in world cricket, Eddie. Is that she, right? She divides the nation. A divisive wag. 
And, you know, sometimes that's not good for WAG harmony. If you've got a divisive WAG in your WAG tr- troop, I don't know what the collective noun for a group of WAGs is. Uh, a, a waggle? A wa- <laughs> <laughs> it might just be. We'll have to. Cr- so if you've got a waggle of WAGs <laughs> and you've got a divisive WAG in there. Yeah. You know, you know, that could really upset the balance of what I believe had really become quite a harmonious waggle of wags under Danny, Danny and Candy. Well, they ran a tight ship. Like, when Lion, when Lion moved on, I think his, his ex-wife was, was shown the door. And quickly. The, yeah, quickly. Very quickly. Well, you can't have... And the, and the, new, the Perth uh, the lawyer was, was ushered in. She was ushered in. And play, was, seemed to play a prominent role. Now, I'm wondering if they get, like, what do you get as sort of like a cap. A farewell gift. No, but what's your cap? How many test caps has a wag got? You know what I mean? So Danny's first test as Smudge's partner. That's one test cap. Yes. What, yes. Is a, what do we give a wag? Jeez, that's a good question. That's a good question. Maybe one we come back to. If we can think of something, or punters and dribbles out there, if you can, if you can reach out, Hello Sport podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Send us your ideas. Is it is it ordered? So so the, the, those with the highest number of caps, do they sit f- in prominent seats where they're going to pick up a lot of camera action? Well, potentially, but and, you know, and the I also are think sort of shunted to the back. I think it's also about status that you, your partner's status within the team. Because Danny, if if, if Danny's like, so let's say Smudge ascended to the the captain of the nation before he'd met Danny, so he's a single man yeah. captaining the nation. Yeah. A stud. A stud. But then meets Danny on a night out. They they really click by all reports and they get on. He invites her to a test. Bang. First test cap. She's Queen B straight away. She jumps the fucking she ladder. She ascends. She ascends straight to Queen Wag. But we still haven't we still haven't sorted what you get for your for your first No, that's the problem. That's mm. the real well, I mean if 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 maybe someone knows a wag who can maybe reach out. Uh Reach out, wags, please. Yeah, if we could get a wag on, that'd be phenomenal. Because I'd be shocked if there wasn't if there wasn't something, Tom. So as I go back to this little uh, brilliant article in the in the the Telegraph by Jessica Halloran, congratulations to you. Is that the Sunday telly? Yeah, it is a Sunday telly. Great, Great read. Great read. Great sporting read. It is the it is the male equivalent of like Who magazine. Yes, for sporting uh, sporting confidential soap opera, soap opera drama. Oh yeah, uh, Jessica, phenomenal writer, Jessica. For several seasons now, it's been a united relax. It's been united and relaxed on the wag front, with all partners getting along, led by then Captain Steve Smith's fiance Danny Willis and Candace Warner. That's in contrast to the years when Michael Clark was captain and Kylie was Queen Wag. P.S. Kylie spelling her name with two Y's. Touch of class. Oh, that's um, classy. K Y L Y. That's class. That is class. And that's Queen Wag class, you know what I well, mean? Well, when you're Queen Wag, when you when you're atop that Wag heap, Tom, the, the, the you waggle. can throw the double Y. You can throw the double Y. The the rarely used double Y. Um, so at the time, it was reported that Mrs. Clark's uh, alleged behaviour had upset other Wags. Uh, any any behaviour like specifics? Yeah, yeah, there is Eddie. There is a little bit here as as Jessica goes on to detail. Thoroughly, hmm. um, is that a four-page spread? Well, it's certainly a column, Eddie. Uh, there's a lot of photos in it, which I think has really thickened out the whole the, the article. Hmm. Uh, Jess obviously had a word limit. Um, <laughs> the tension spilt over during the 2015 Ashes with Mrs. Clark's penchant for tipping off the paparazzi about where she would be. Yeah. But there's, I think there's one particular time where this really came to a head. Um, uh, and that was a wag dinner held by Boof. 
Boof had a dinner for the Wags. Boof's wife? Well, doesn't say Mrs. Boof. It just says Boof. <laughs> Boof's holding a Wag dinner. Oh, and she's and this is where she's tipped off some paps. And so they've come to the wag dinner. At Boof's house. I guess it was at Boof's house. Or maybe Boof's taking them out for a nice seafood dinner. I don't oh, know. Oh, he's taking the wags. He's class, Boof. Boof's class. He's all class. I think Boof was a bit of a ladies' man back in the day. Oh, uh, definitely. Bit of a tomcat. Uh, and then also just another moment in 2015 when the wags toured uh, with the team. And apparently she walked around like she ran the show. You know what I mean? So, Jesus Christ. I've just found this whole article to be a little bit mean on Kylie. She well, was Queen Wag well, for such a long time. She was Queen Wag with double Y, Tom. You know what I mean? Show a bit of respect. I, I just feel like there's a little bit of disrespect being shown to what was once a great Queen Wag. Once a, well, yeah, unbelievable. The King and Queen, look, Pop and Kylie. Look, I'm not so happy about Michael coming back, but I wouldn't say no to potentially considering reinstating Kylie just to bring a bit more of a calming influence to the WAGs who have now been sort of thrown in disarray. Well, they're in disarray and they're looking for leadership. I think that we, I think what really needs to happen is if we get Kylie back in there, she knows the setup. She's been there before. Clearly knows how to run the joint. She knows how to run the joint. She knows how to get the paps involved. Which is what this is about. She she knows how to to create a good, a a constructive, positive image. Exactly. And that's what we need right now because it is a dark time. It's a dark time. And in dark times, you turn to drastic measures and I think Kylie fits the bill. I think she does. I would. I'm. I'm prepared to say right now we put a, we put a line through Michael. I think we put a, absolutely put a line through Michael. Th- to be honest with you, I think the line was already there. Yeah. Look, but maybe we just go through it again. Yeah. Let's go. Let's maybe with a marker. Maybe this time. Maybe a permanent marker. Yep. And I think we bring Kylie in. She's experienced. She's been around the setup, as you said. She's. Mate, well, she's. A, she's one of the longest serving wags. Uh, she's got double Y. She's got two Ys in her first name. K Y L Y. Uh, great relationship with the media. She also runs a uh, a lifestyle blog with double Y, uh, life spelt L-Y-F-E, another misplaced Y. Makes sense. Um, so I don't, I don't see any other way forward for our wags, for the nation's wags. Who we hold dearly. Well, it's the second most scrutinised job behind the... Well, the third. The third. PM. It's maybe not... Skipper of the nation. Well, it's a tough job. Look, it's a tough job. (laughs) It's a tough job. At Liberty Financial, we're free thinking. Not in a let's all live in huts, roam naked and eat wild berries kind of way. We're financial free thinkers. Look, you want to get a loan from someone you can trust, right? Back in the day, mum or dad would have said, there's only one place to go. Well, not anymore. You've got options. Free thinking options. And you can trust that at Liberty, we won't treat you just like everyone else. Call 13 11 33 or visit liberty.com.au. Liberty, free thinking loans to help you get financial. Lending criteria apply. All right, Eddie. So Tom? I don't, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm being an alarmist, and maybe this is not, this is a mischaracterization of Israel Folau. But I've well, getting, just, I'm, well, just don't use an alarming time. I'll try not to, but I'm, I'm feeling alarmed. <laughs> I feel like Israel Folau might hate gay people. <laughs> Look, hate's a strong word. Yeah, hate's a strong word, but it certainly seems like it's close to hate on the scale. Certainly closer to hate than it is to like love and acceptance. To love and acceptance, yeah. So for those of you that follow Mr. Folau on Instagram, you may have seen, probably well, not. But well, even those that just 
Digest Media. To digest Media, and you're aware of Falau's existence as a sports person within the nation's confines. So Falau, obviously, uh, he's injured or something. Yeah, he hurt himself playing for the Waratahs. He's put this thing on Instagram, which is, uh, obviously, he's, he's hyper-religious Israel Falau. He was Mormon, now he's just Christian. I don't know how that works, how he can just change religions and still have such conviction about specifics around it, but that's what happened. He didn't even he didn't go on his mission either. Because he's no longer Mormon, Eddie. I don't think he has to. Oh, so he was Mormon, now he's Christian. I think now he's just Christian. Okay. Anyway, he's injured, so he's put up a very poorly drawn graphic uh, of... Did he draw it himself? Well, it certainly looks like it might have, and it's a... Did Israel draw it himself? Israel might have drawn this himself, which would not surprise many, I think. Uh, So he's drawn your plan, and it's just a straight line to the finish line, a very easy line on on a push bike. And then below it, he's got God's plan. Now, God's plan has got a lot of hills and ups and downs. There's a there's even some water. There's some water in there with a boat. There's some rain clouds. Well, yeah. There's a bit of a sun at the end. Right. Not not a Picasso, I would say, is Raphael. No, no, it's not a Picasso. But also, if I'm looking at God's plan, it, it seems like there's obstacles, but they don't look impassable. No. They don't particularly, look... particularly when you're putting a boat on the water. Well, yeah, that's sort of like... Why are there sharks in there and shit? Yeah, I thought God would have been a little more vicious considering that he wants to burn gays in hell. Yeah, look, I don't think that's an accurate representation at all, assuming he wants to burn gays in hell. Well, assuming he's talking about the same God. So, so Israel's put this thing up to sort of signify that, you know, life's tough for Israel right now. He's injured. He's, he's, he might be in the, the water section. And look, by all means, if you want to understand this a little bit better, go to Israel Folau's Instagram and check it out. Yeah. It's a phenomenal drawing. It's a phenomenal drawing. Not a Picasso, but a phenomenal drawing. Um, so, And why are they on bikes? I'm not sure what the bike thing is about either. Maybe a bike's easy to get you from A to B, so that helps. But I certainly don't think a bike's going to be useful in water, Israel. So the boat, I don't know. Anyway. We we haven't even really explained the 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 suggest what has caused this homosexual uproar. Yeah, and rightfully so, Eddie. So someone in in Israel's comments has said, "What's God's plan for gay people?" To which Israel has replied, in all capitals, "Hell!" <laughs> exclamation mark. Unless they repent for their sins and turn to God. I mean, none of it's necessary, but capitals for H-E-L-L is... <laughs> capitals seems a, like... That seems like a bit much, that Israel. That seems like a bit much. This is what I want to get to as well. So, firstly, so Israel's come out hating on gays. Yep. Firstly, Hello Sports, a huge fan of the gays, friend of the Massive gays. Massive friend. We love gays. We love gays. We love all people. All peoples, Tom. All Except peoples. for oppressively religious people. Yeah, not bigger than, not so bigger than. We're we're not we're not massive on pro- really progressive. No, no, aggressive, aggressively, rather. aggressive religious people. No, no, yeah, I was getting confused. You we're did. progressive. We're progressive. They're aggressive. They're regressive. Yeah. They're aggressive. They're and aggressively regressive. Yeah. So, you know, we're we're friends. We're friends and fans of the gays. Yeah. Ian Roberts is a friend of the show. So Falau in the days and weeks post his Picasso Instagram about God. Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. 
the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, some I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Odds plan. His God plan, Graham. And the caps. And the capital hell mm. for gays. Obviously met with a, uh, well, an, when, an understandable outcry from society, from civilised human beings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not... It's not when it's not the 1600s. No, Israel. sorry, Israel, it's not. Despite the fact you are reading a book from like 2,000 years ago that was written by sand tribes, <laughs> essentially. Well, you know, nomadic peoples. Nomadic peoples of the sand. <laughs> God, I'm getting off track. So Israel's just been getting ripped on. Qantas are talking about pulling out. Well, Alan, Alan Joyce, Joyce is gay. CEO, is gay. Proud gayman. He's a gayman. Proud uh, gayman. Proud gayman. All these people are... <laughs> All these people are pissed off about Israel, right? What he said. It's fucked up, which it is. Uh, but 
So, you know, people's pulling spot talking about pulling sponsorships. The ARU want to fucking have him in for a word. Israel, Is stop right? hating on gays, mate. Can we just get you to shut up about it? But he has come out with this you know, the, the, the motherfucker needs to get off Instagram, but he's, he's, he's come back out with a... He needs to or, stop drawing. He needs to he stop needs... drawing and get off social media. Yeah. Because he's come out with a highlighted Bible passage. Uh, I think that is sort of giving an insight into how where he's at emotionally at the moment. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. <laughs> all glory to God. So I think Israel is... You're dribbling again. Well, he's dribbling, but I just... The irony is just... You can cut the irony with an knife here that he's talking about persecution of himself for persecuting gays. (laughs) I just don't know if he realises... I don't... Look, Eddie, I know we say that usually forwards aren't big thinkers, but I'm just starting to think maybe Israel's not a big thinker. (laughs) I don't think Israel's a big thinker. I don't think he's a big thinker. I don't think Israel would, would be known amongst his teammates as... One of the, th- like a big thinker. Yeah, you're not giving him the C. No, I think you sort of, you want Israel to jump high. Yeah. Jump as high as possible. Jump as high, one of the nation's run great as, jumpers. Run as, run as fast as possible. Step if you can. If you've got, you got a step in you, we'll take a step. Well, we'll take a step, Izzy. Palm, fend. Love it. Pass, Love it. but offload, but just keep your thinking to yourself. Yeah, keep the thinking up top. Yeah. Well, let's just put a ban on your thinking. I think we ban you thinking. All internal thinking. No out, outward thinking. Out, no outward No thinking. outward expression of thought yeah. from you, please. Yeah. Because because from what we can tell, not a big thinker. Eddie, not my first choice of sport viewing, but I do like it. I try to get around everything, and that's golf. Golf's great, dude. Hey, dude. Dude? <laughs> I don't know what that... Dude? I'm, I'm a little lacking in sleep, yeah. punters, dribblers. Eddie's um, been in Bali all month. I've been... Week. I've been in Bali for the week, and I had to cop that filthy, dirty red-eye flight back. And it's 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 trying. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, the Masters was on this morning, the pinnacle of golf, Tom. Mm. The winner bestowed the green jacket. i tell you what I like about golf, and it was exemplified in this Masters tournament. Mm-hmm. Tournament? Is that fair? Masters tournament? Yes. That... Golf is a sport where athletes can be athletes, where, where people that aren't athletes can be athletes, where sloppy, fat people yeah. can yeah. become, can rise to the to, to the, the top, to the wings of champions. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sit atop heaps. Yeah. Where fat boys, fat boys done good. Fat boys done good. John Daly's. You know what I mean? You're Mark Leishman. You're Mark, Mark Leishman. He's big. He's big. He's a big boy. Big boy. Huge boy. Huge boy. And. The newest member of the of the Masters champions, the That's Green Jacket, it. Patrick Reed. He's a big boy as well. He's a fat girthy, boy. girthy. He's got fat. he's got you girthy. He's got me covered, brother. He's got you covered. He's got me covered. Big sloppy fat man, chins for days. Oh, he got a cup. Certainly would not have a good diet. No, he's a McDonald's man. Big McDonald's man. A friesman. Friesman. Chipsman. Chicky nugsman. He's a nugsman. Has to be. Now, Patrick Reed. He played well, four to the lead after fifty-four holes. That's he must three have rounds, well. and then and then held on as a resurgent Jordan Spieth just almost did the fucking unthinkable. Yeah, um, shot an eight under, was nine under until he bogeyed the last hole. That would have equaled the record. Um, he would have, as it turned out, fallen one short. But had he birdied the last, anyway, might have put some pressure on. Digress, 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 digress. Uh, Patrick Reed, though. Fat Pat. Fat Pat. Not 
Not exactly loved. No, he's not. He's almost like he's a he's a divisive figure in golf. Very divisive. He's the Kylie Clark of golf, I think. Yeah. 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 Doesn't use double Y, though. Do- doesn't use double Y, but just divisive. 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 Now, sort of come out in and around his success. These these articles may have been released yesterday, but in and around the Masters. Well. Yes. Just sort of talking about how, like, he was kicked out of one of his colleges because he was cheating, cheating and stealing off his teammates. Like he'd use, he'd he'd try and use other people's, he'd try and hit other people's balls. So like his ball would go walk about, and then there'd be someone else's, like, in a more, much more advantageous position. He'd be like, "Oh, that's mine." And they're like, "Nah, bro, it's not. It's got my name on it." Yeah, right. And he'd try and hit it. He'd make it. He'd botch his botchy scores. On his on his scorecard, which is like a fucking cardinal sin. Yeah, it's a no no. It's an absolute no no. And so and then also was stealing off, from his teammates. Stealing off his teammates and shit. And that's why he got kicked out. He tried yeah. to blame it on alcohol, but his old like college coordinator was like, nah, bro, like no, everything no. you just said is absolutely correct. Yeah, he he stole. He cheated. Uh and then and then there was a there was a survey done, apparently. I, I I get the sense that this survey was done by was it was it were they surveying other players? The survey was done like for golf by golf, right? He's uh, and so I'm just trying to get to it, punters, dribblers. Here it is. In 2015, an ESPN poll of 103 golfers revealed who would be the mo- least likely golfer to be helped in a fight. Reed finished second in the poll. Oh, I, w- I would like to. I'm su- surprised the article didn't tell us who who finished first. But oh, Clint- I'm look. I'm looking into it. Bubba Watson. Oh, see that makes sense. Bubba's a fuckwit from way People back. People fucking hate Bubba, but he's finished second to Bubba, so he's in that yeah, sort of. If you're finishing second to Bubba, then you're essentially first. Uh, Robert Allenby up there as well. No One surprise. of the great dickheads. One of the great dickheads. One of the great of dickheads. Big time. So he's in and around Allenby, your Allenbys and your and Watsons. Your now, Eddie, this sort of brings this podcast full circle for me, this little incident here, because as the layers of the onion have started to be peeled back on this, uh, what the fuck's his name again? Patrick Patrick Reed. Reed, Fat Pat. As we peel back the layers and his... Full his girth becomes girth known. and character reveals itself to us, the punter and the dribbler. I find myself liking this guy and the character he plays in the soap opera of golf. Yes, we need anti heroes. We need anti heroes. Listen, you know, like if if cricket's the bold and the beautiful, golf might be neighbours. Yeah. Fucking rugby league's probably home and away. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. It's just, it, you need these characters, these divisive characters. Mm. Characters, it, nonetheless. Yeah. Your Israels. Your Israels, your Wayne yeah. Bennett's, your Kylie Clarks. Your Michael, John your, Clark. Your Michael Pup Clarks. Your fucking Smudge and Warner cheating. Yeah. You need it, though, Eddie, because it keeps it interesting. Well, it keeps us in the job, it ke- Well, it does. It keeps us the highest paid, most respected sports podcast in the world. In the land. <laughs> Of course. So this Patrick Reed, he's good for golf because let's and let's be honest, golf needs Patrick Reed. We need some fat, well, was, sloppy was, pieces of shit to keep us interested. I was looking at something the other day. Look, the numbers are going to be thereabouts, right? But basically, uh, this this pod, this uh, broadcaster in America named Colin Cowherd, he was talking about how influential Tiger still is, right? Mm. And just his, his, just his impact on golf. Now, last year, average ticket sales to the Masters were about $3,500 US. 
This year, $7,000. $4,000 extra. So basically double, right? More than double. Yeah, Tiger Effect. Tiger Effect. Bridgestone came out saying that since Tiger returned at the start of the year, golf ball sales are up 90% worldwide. That's ridiculous. Tiger Effect. Tiger Effect. And broadcast numbers are up double. There you go. And you know what? Eyeballs on screens. That's the Tiger Effect. He literally, Tiger Woods, doubles everything. Tiger Woods fucks a bird. I'm out at the driving range the next day. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Warney gets caught in some sexual tryst up in London. Then I'm rolling the arm over. I'm going down to the local nets. Yeah. Todd Carney pisses in his mouth. Uh, I'm picking up a steeden. So, you know, this is, again, not to harp on it, but just, just you know, what's it called? The, 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 the litany. Litany of interesting and diverse cast members we have in the soap opera of sport, Eddie. I fucking love it. I love it too. And it's just what gets the dick hard, keeps the blood boiling. As long as you play fair, Israel doesn't. Oh, look, I don't like Israel hating on gays. I don't at all. Don't agree with it, don't like it. Can't draw, but, and he's not a necessary evil. He could he could piss that shit off. Yeah. But these other characters. These other characters, you know, you don't want people doing, like, fucked up shit in your, in your soap operas, Eddie. Soap operas never have fucked up shit in them. Well, they're generally PG. Well, you know, maybe, exactly. Maybe, yeah. You might have someone die and, look, you have a murder, but it's all in, like, this really... The murder in the, the soap opera sport is like a sacking. Yes. It's not a literal killing of someone. Yes. And, you know, in the, the, the so when someone does something bad, it's not an overly religious Israel Folau hating on gays, it's someone banging someone else's missus. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. You know about. what I mean? It's, 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 a London, it's a London threesome. Exactly. It's cheating on your wife. It's, it's that sort of behaviour. That's, you know what what I mean? that's what we're talking that's about. That's what we're talking it's about. It's taking bribes, that sort of stuff. Exactly. It's showing up to training pissed. Yeah, it's pissing in your own mouth. <laughs> pissing in your own mouth. It's punning all your money away on greyhounds. It's rooting in a stall at the, at the Coogee Bay Hotel. It's, it's that sort of behaviour that, that keeps these soap operas alive, punters. That's it. And that's all we're saying, is that we love soap operas, and we know you do. Punters, dribblers, uh, a friend of the show, has he's gone wild. Gone rogue. He's gone rogue. Lost his marbles. Conor McGregor. Conor. Um, basically a hero of Tom and I's for many years. Big hero. Not so much... Of late, I think is that fair to say. I'd say that's does that, fair. Does, do you share my sentiments? I think that's fair to say. Of late, he's sort of his just hero because, status is just because you need your heroes active. I think, and when he ascended to champ champ status, obviously he had become demi. Yes, in my eyes. Yes, and then where it became about money. Obviously, fighting fucking Mayweather was about money. Uh, and now he's continually trying to probe Mayweather into the UFC octagon, which would just be a fucking fast. He'll never fight Mayweather in, in UFC, but he's just trying to... He will, if, if, if Mayweather fights in UFC, it'll be against CM Punk, who's that WWF wrestler. Anyway. Anyway. Look, it's all just a bit silly. For those of you that don't know, Conor McGregor... Look, let's just... As I explain the story, there are a couple of things, because obviously I think he's becoming a bit of a fucking D-bag... But there's also some elements of it that I think are pretty fantastic. Oh, there's plenty of elements about it that are that are fucking fantastic, Tom. <laughs> but for the punter and the dribbler, we're just going to give a really, really quick breakdown. Just of how be- it's all happened. Just in case you've been living under a rock. Metaphorical or otherwise. So, Connor 
Connor's teammate, so he's wrestling gym, he's, you know, UFC fighting gym teammate from back in Ireland. Sparring partner. Sparring partner. His name is... Artem Lobov. Artem Lobov. He was fighting on the undercard of this huge UFC fight on the weekend between Khabib, who is another Russian, and this other guy who doesn't even matter, uh, Iaquinta. Khabib, and the, the, he was, uh, Khabib was fighting for the title. Connor's former title, but it had been stripped off because he hadn't fought for two fucking years. In the week leading up to that fight, footage emerged of Khabib, who is now fighting for Connor's title, basically with all his boys fucking staunching Connor's teammate in the ho- in the fighters' hotel. Footage emerged, so Connor has literally lost his mind. Lost his mind. Jumped on a private jet from Ireland. Fiercely loyal. With all his 30 boys. With his his boys. With his Irish goons. And they've flown straight to fucking... New York. New York. To Brooklyn. To Brooklyn. And have basically... So all the fighters who were fighting on that card were all at the Barclays Centre weighing in. And then after the weigh-in two buses take the fighters back to their team hotel. So because, obviously, there's a lot of people fighting each other, there's blue corner and red corner buses. So all the people in the blue corner are in one bus and all the people in the red corner so that you never have to sit on a bus with your opponent. Sure. There can potentially be bad blood. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So Connor has literally landed, come straight down. He's found a way to sneak into the bottom of the Barclays Centre. He has his own media company, right? So he got his media company accredited. They were just covering the event, but then he was like, you're going to let me fucking in. So they have let him, they have opened these doors that have had Connor and all his boys come in. They've gone down under, they've fucked up this bus. Connor has thrown a trolley through the bus window, trying to get at Khabib. They're trying to get Khabib off the bus so he'll brawl. Yes. They're in the car park. They're in the car park right now. With all his boys. Yes. And so, look, he's thrown the, the trolley through the window, but, like, there's a heap of people on this bus. It's not just Khabib. So the trolley has smashed a window, hit this other fighter, Michael Chiesa, in the head, split his head open. He had glass all over his fucking face. He's pulled out of his fight. All these other guys have pulled out of their fights, and then they've just hit the road and bounced. Yahooed and bounced. Yahooed and bounced. Connor's since been arrested, charged with three counts of assault and criminal mischief or some shit. And now... The essential wash-up of this is that we are in line for one of the biggest fights in UFC history. Yes, that's what we're in line for. And that's where it is kind of sick. That's where it's absolutely sick. Also, I think the fight was sort of there, but now it's fucking there. Connor was always going to fight Khabib, you would think. But now it has to happen. I hope it's not delayed for too long. It would ho- I, you would hope that it'll be f- happening by the end of the year. And in the context, and it, like a lot of people in the MMA media are sort of going like, "This is the most outrageous fucking thing ever, Connor. How can he do this? How can he do this?" Which is fair. Yes, I get it. It's fucked up. He threw a trolley through a window. But in the grand scheme of things that sports people have done that are fucked up, you know, Mike Tyson uh, Mike doesn't, raping someone. raping someone, biting another guy's ear off. Uh, John Jones hitting a pregnant woman in her car while like, he was in a car, she was in a car, hit this fucking woman in a car and then just ran away while high on cocaine, I think. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was bagged up. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, you know, he, there are other people who have done some fucked up shit. Look, people have done some way more fucked up shit is what we're getting at punters, dribblers. I'd, I'd, I think as well... Whilst it is stupid, the, the problem Connor has right now is it's been so long since he's fought. He got Floyd Mayweather out of retirement, which was epic. It was momentous, historic, but he didn't. The fight wasn't that great. 
But well, it was cool. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty shit. Yeah. But he hasn't fought for so long, and that's more what pisses me off. I don't mind this sort of WWF excitement shit. Oh, I love this shit. I agree with you. It's about getting back in the ring because when your light starts to go out, the more you're, you're out of the ring. Yeah. Because when you're in there fighting, doing what you do best... I'm, I'm all about you. I'll, yeah. sta- I'll stay up to the way I was watching your videos online. I mean, I've, but we've been through this. I've watched, we, we've watched all these videos now. Where are the new videos? Where are the new videos? Where are the new interviews? Where are the new co- press conferences, mate? Where are the new one-liners that are going to go down yeah, in history? fuck yeah. When are you putting Jeremy Stevens on the bitch again? Yeah. That sort of shit. Yeah. So, yes, I like this video, but I need to see more action. I need to see more consistency. Yeah. More windows, I think. Yeah, I think that's more what it is. is We need you to smash more shit. Smash more shit. Cause more havoc. Yes. Grab more headlines. We're prepared to let you off the leash. Absolutely we are. But you need to go get it and just drop this Floyd shit because I'm not interested. No. I'm not. I don't care. Floyd's done. Go and fight Khabib in Russia. And then go and fight Tony Ferguson. And then you can... Fight Nate again. Then fight Nate again. Maybe fight Max Holloway. Like, you've got yarns, There are yarns everywhere for you. And if you fight twice a year, you can can probably make your hundred. Easily. Do you know what I mean? Mate, he's about to sign some new deal with UFC that'll make him just a squillionaire. Let's just do that. He just doesn't seem to fight anymore. And that's what annoys me. Well, he hasn't fought since early December 2016, Tom. Yes. That ain't good enough. That's not good enough for anybody. No. Exactly. And it's not good enough for you and I. Or the punter. Or the fucking dribbler, for that matter. Eddie, just quickly, only a little bit on rugby league this week, because let's be honest, it hasn't been providing uh, a wealth of, of yarns of late. No. Like, we could get into the X's nose, but we know nothing. So it would be confusing and probably unhelpful to the punter and the dribbler. Don't come to us for your X's and your O's. Don't. What I wanted to talk about, though, Tom, is I didn't realise how much of a savage Nathan Brown is. Oh, he's no nonsense, Ed. He's a no-nonsense savage. savage. He doesn't like it if you talk shit about him. He'll call you out on it. He's just like, uh, no thanks, mate. And that's sort of nah, what's happening this week. Nah, brah. You seen what I've done with Newcastle, brah? Uh, three from five, brah. Try that on for size, mate. After Trey Spoons on the trot. Was Tra- it Trey? It was Trey Spoons. I, I think he may have been there for two Spoons. I don't know if he was there for Trey Spoons or no, not. No, but I'm talking about the club, oh, the which club has was, turned around. The club was on Trey Spoons, that's for sure. Um, now, what happened, punters, dribblers, was that Wayne Bennett, serial grump, came out earlier in the week before their game, before they beat the Broncos on the weekend, sort of basically said that Nathan Brown unbuilt the club, like dismantled everything that Wayne put in, all the systems and processes that Wayne put in, and then built it back up again. Basically saying he unnecessarily fucked the club up just to build it back up again. Well, that makes no sense. That doesn't make sense. And it's probably not how it happened. But old Nathan Brown got word of that and basically came out and said this. Now, got to give you some context to this, but I'll give you that context afterwards if you don't mind. Brownie, after you unbuilt the club, how do you think the rebuild is going? <laughs> oh, well, I, it's a bit sad, isn't it? Like, the old fox, he's won... Well, he's won seven premierships, he's coached for 30 years, and I ain't ever publicly bagged Wayne or anyone. And then he comes and has a shot at me, like, you just don't need to... I don't think he needs to behave like that myself, but the reality is, Baz, is when Wayne come to town, if he thought with his big head rather than his little head, I wouldn't have had to rebuild the joint. can take that, shall we, if you like. Ooh, now, for those of you that don't savage. know... Savage! That was savage for a couple of reasons. So... 
when Wayne left Newcastle, it was under a little bit of a uh, cloud of the club wasn't going too well. But what actually happened was Wayne's marriage broke down. It happens. But I th- from the reports, if they're to be believed, he was having it off with some secretary of the club physio. And so I think what Brownie's saying there in his almost Quinton de Kock-esque savagery is that... Oh, we'd know what he was saying. Is that if Wayne wasn't thinking with his dick, Eddie... He'd think with your head, not your dick. Then he wouldn't have to have rebuilt the club. That's exactly what he said. So, I mean, I think that obviously the, the next thing to do here is to just give Nathan a VB. I think we give Nathan a VB. Because for too long, people have not stood up to serial grump Wayne Bennett. And that's all he is. Wayne's, a, Wayne's just a grump. He's just a grumpy old fucker. And you know when sometimes there's generational change, we're like, obviously everyone still respects Wayne and what he's done in the game, but we're all just a bit done with this shit. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done with it. I absolutely respect it, what he's done as a coach. But just getting grumpy for fucking getting grumpy's sake is like, it, it it's, wears it's thin. Get, it gets tired. It wears thin. Can't deal with it. So, for, because someone stood up to it, look, it was maybe a little savage for my taste. Might have been a touch savage. But he's getting a VB for standing up to the to the serial grump. The serial grump that is Wayne Bennett with a little savage comeback. I mean, hey, let's be honest. As we said in the David Warner situation, and not the same... We, we are acknowledging that maybe a little savage, but if you come to play, yeah. you best be ready to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to play, baby. you got to be able to play it. you got to be able to play, baby. And I think that's us for the week. It's us for the week. Uh, um, check us out at Hello Sport Podcast at Instagram. If you haven't already, go to uh, Apple Podcast, like, subscribe, five stars. Five stars. So, look, just review and then maybe make a new email address and get a new and get a new Apple ID and then do it and again. And then do it again. Maybe get one from your parents. And whoever, I tell you what, the whoever does the most gets a free bib. Gets a free bib. It'll be good. Like and subscribe. Look, we're, we're dribbling. We're dribbling. Fuck you guys. Could you two just not talk anymore?